Hey everyone, welcome back to the Free Your Mind podcast with Misty. Uh, continuing on my Paranormal Life podcast series. Guys, I am so sorry and have to apologize for how delayed I have been in my postings. I have had a little bit of all kinds of craziness be thrown at me in my life recently. Um, between my health issues, my son has health issues. Um, we just, we have been under some spiritual attack, I'd like to say. I feel like I was doing great. I was in a great direction. And all of a sudden it was like, bam, bam, bam. Things were just like happening in the family. And, but all is well. Everyone is, is going to be okay. Um, but I would appreciate prayers for me and my son both. If uh, anyone out there uh, wouldn't mind doing so, we would take as many prayers as uh, you're willing to give us right now. We just, both of us have a little bit of health issues that we got going on. And um, yeah, I would appreciate some love and support. But I don't want to dampen anything. I want to continue along on my paranormal life journey. Um, paranormal has been... It, it, like I said, I probably said this a thousand times on my podcast. I didn't choose the spirit world. Spirit world chose me. Um, for the most part, I have been seeing spirits, experiencing, feeling um, since I was a child, like four. four. Four years old was actually my very first documented um, paranormal experience. And it has just, um, I can't tell you, it's been throughout my whole life. It's been a little bit of here, a little bit of there. And now that I started my spiritual journey, um, going on four years ago now, um, I really have opened myself up way more than what I've ever been before. And I can tell. Um, I could tell not only am I experiencing more paranormal activity and a feeling like the spirit world understands that, you know, I am someone that um, they can communicate with. Uh, my abilities are getting stronger. Um, and like I told you in my chakra um, series, this is something that everyone has abilities to do. I do truly feel it's just a matter of whether or not you are willing and comfortable of tapping into them. Um, I feel like a lot of it also has to do with like what side of the brain you're more dominant. If you're logical brain, then you're really going to have a hard time um, being passionate and being open and believing in this kind of stuff. Not to say that I personally don't love making a skeptic a believer because I feel like that is every paranormal um, enthusiast uh, like trophy, <laughs> so to speak, I guess, if you'd like to say. But um, yeah, so but what I'm doing in this series, uh, just real quick before I get into my next location of what I'm going to share, and these are definitely going to be part ones, part twos, depending upon the amount of paranormal activity that we encountered or I encountered, depending upon who I went with at that time. Um, it, it may even be three or four parts because there are some places I have been that I just could share for days the amount of evidence that I have captured and the experiences that I've had. Um, but what I'm going to do is I started with the last, uh, well, the, the last first <laughs> in my series, which was Stratford Hall and Belgrove Plantation. That was the newest uh, place that I have been to. So I thought instead of 
going from where it all began to where I am now, I'm going to go in reverse. You know, I'm, I'm a little backwards in my life. I've never really done things the conventional way. So that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to go from where I most recently was, which was Belgrove Plantation in Stratford Hall. And then I'm going to just kind of go in, um, you know, chain of events of all these places that I have visited or places that either I lived in that was haunted. And um, yeah, so you're going to get from now all the way back to when I was four. So that's what you're going to experience in this uh, podcast, this podcast series of my paranormal life. Um, so without further ado, as my son likes to say, whenever he does all of his stuff, I am going to talk about the Hillview Manor. Now, any of you out there that know that Hillview Manor um, is well-known, well-accredited. It has been visited by some of the biggest names in ghost hunting via the TV shows. Um, I know that Ghost Adventures has been there. I know that Ghost Hunters has been there. Um, Destination Fear, which is a personal favorite of mine. Um, let me see here. What else? What else? Oh, portals. And I will share a story about the, the portals episode from the people at Hillview um, in this uh, podcast as well. Um, there's been more. Uh, I feel like Ghost Lab. I don't know if Ghost Lab was there or not. But yeah, it has been visited by some of the biggest names um, out there in the ghost paranormal world. And, and I'm so sorry if my verbiage is kind of here, there, and everywhere. My brain lately has been here, there, and everywhere. I really need to do a very good meditation chakra balancing after I've been through all that I've been through recently. It is overdue. But I really wanted to get this out there. I really wanted you guys to, to have some fresh content. I didn't want you to be like, oh, well, she just like up and hyped this up and totally forgot about us. No. Unfortunately, life happens. And... I just want to explain that to you, and I hope you understand that. But so Hillview Manor, for those of you that are not familiar with Hillview Manor, it is located in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. And what Hillview um, Manor actually was in the beginning was a poor farm, um, which is also very similar to the place like I grew up in, you know, as a child. Uh, I have to tell you, poor farms, any place, um, any building that was built to first become a poor farm, I am thoroughly convinced that they're all haunted because the amount of abuse and neglect and just wrongdoing that was done at these poor farms were absolutely horrendous. And so these souls that are just kind of lingering behind. Uh, it, it's it's very sad, actually. Um, I kind of go into places like Hillview Manor that is known to have very creepy um, entities, to have any any hauntings from possible demonic to childlike um, spirits. You know, they they you I look I go in with a mind of uh, feeling sorrow and sorry but I gotta also tread carefully on that and I'll explain again why later but Newcastle Pennsylvania it's about two and a half hours from my 
house uh, where I live. And um, but what I did this weekend, whenever we went to Hillview, Hillview was actually at Improv 2, which I loved that because me and my son actually were going to visit Lilydale, New York. And if you've never been to Lilydale, New York, um, it is a spiritualist community. Um, everything spiritualism. They have so many psychic mediums up there, light workers. Um, they have a fairy trail that was absolutely amazing. And we had some like really cool experiences on the fairy trail. Um, they have a lake, a beach, a little small beach area. It's beautiful. Now, I went when it was... Um, out of season, like no one was like, it, it was quiet, but I really enjoyed that because we really felt like we had the town all to ourselves. And it was just, oh, it's just, if you are spiritual, it, you just need to go because you could just feel it. The second that you walk on the land there, you almost just feel the positive loving energy. And they had this place called Inspiration Stump, which actually you go and they have services whenever it is in season, technically there. Um, they will have services like church services, but they're outside in nature. And there is this stump, which actually the speakers will stand upon and give their um, sermon, so to speak. So, but it's all done very differently than what your typical church services are. And it's just, but it, it's just so, so freaking amazing. So I don't really want to get too involved in all the things that I did at Lilydale because I'm going to do a special podcast just on Lilydale when I start doing a series on spiritualism. So, um, so right now we're on the paranormal and this is going to be quite a long series. So you're going to have to hang in there if you want to hear more about Lilydale. But uh, Newcastle, Pennsylvania, Hillview Manor, built in 1926, and it is over 80,000 square feet. It actually has the main building, which um, was there from, for the most part, day one from 1926. And then as it became, after the poor farm went bad, and I'll get into that, um, it then kind of transformed into a nursing home facility, which also, from what I'm understanding, wasn't so great either because it eventually closed its doors. Um, but I, <laughs> so whenever we went to Lilydale, I was like, oh my God, Nate, we're only like an hour and a half away from Hillview. Like, why not? This is a bucket list place for me. I have been wanting to go there for years. Let's do it. Now, my son who is Nate, um, he is spiritual as well. He is very open. I honestly feel like he is more open than me. Um, he was a preemie and um, I remember him just being a baby and just talking in his crib all the time. And I know babies talk, but I was very involved in the church at that time. And I remember like peeking in and watching him like just standing in his crib and like talking to someone in the corner. And some people might find that weird, but I always felt like my son could see a different realm in a good way, you know, never a bad way. And I knew that he would eventually come into his own. I just, I had those instincts. And so as I, as he's gotten older, I have, especially in the past, like three years, as I have started to open more, I started t explaining to him, Hey, you know, 
this is what you're experiencing. This is uh, what I think that you have, like these abilities. You can either run from them or you can embrace them. And it's up to you. I said, and running from them, I'm going to tell you right now, it's only going to drive you crazy. So you just need to learn to embrace them. But let me help you. So he has been doing great as far as opening himself up and everything. And so I'm like, but here's the deal, Nate. You know, this is serious. Like, this is not like Gettysburg. This is not like some of the other places that I've taken him to and done investigations. I'm like, this is a legit serious, like, there is possible demonic activity here. So you got to be careful on how you open yourself. So he was like a little unnerved. And he's like, I don't know, maybe we'll just do the daytime tour. And I'm like, dude, we could have like 12 hours in this location. I'm like, that is unheard of for investigators. Typically, whenever I do my investigations, they usually start at like seven, eight o'clock at night and they'll run to like maybe six o'clock in the morning or something like that or five or four or something like that. So you get like roughly anywhere from six to eight hours to investigate a place, which if you know the size of these places, is just not enough time at all. Like some of my places I've done two day investigations. And I think that's fabulous because you really can spend the time where you want to, where you feel like your spirit is drawing you to. So as far as like paranormal investigations, those of you that think that you want to like get involved with it, I would highly recommend that you would try to at least give yourself a good, uh, I don't know, a good overnight, I would have to say, just because four hours is not enough. I'm not going to say you're not going to experience something because I'm in process actually, like just in a few days, getting ready to go to uh, Fort Mifflin in Philly. And I've never been there. That's another bucket list place. And I'm going in the daytime because we have, you know, other things that we're going to be doing um, in the evening. But we definitely uh, are going to at least spend probably four hours there. And I'm hoping to experience something at least. But to do a good paranormal investigation on a place, give yourself that eight hours at least. Um, it's going to be well worth it. You're going to walk away with If it is a legit haunted location, you're going to walk away with a experience. I mean, I have not been to a location that I have done an investigation in and walked away with not at least one experience, which is pretty awesome. Okay. So with Hillview, I have to say was probably one of the first places that I actually felt slightly uncomfortable. Um, there was actually a point in our investigation with me and my son. And I think the reason I, I had this point where we actually, like I told him, I said, you continue to walk forward because my son has two left feet. I said, and I am going to walk backward. I said, and we're going to be back to back. I said, cause right now I'm not okay. And I feel like there is something following us. And that's the first time I have to say that I, have I ever been to a location and felt like there were people around me? Yes. Have I felt like there were eyes on me? Yes. But this was different. Like I actually felt like there was an entity kind of stalking us and it was not a good feeling. 
And this was, a, like I said, this, I know I've probably said that 20 times, but this was a first for me. Like, I don't really get freaked out too much. I'm very, like, all about it, head first, let's do it. I know how to protect myself. And this was the first time that I ever had a entity make me a little edgy feeling. And I think that maybe why that was is because I knew my son was so new to this and I did not want anything. Like I was so mama bear. Like I was being such a mama bear that night. So I feel like maybe that might've been a little bit of it. Like my, my spiritual intuitiveness was a little more in tune, a little higher tuned, keyed up because of the fact that I was mama bear protecting. But, um, yeah, so I have to say, out of all these places, Hillview was the one that had me a little unnerved uh, ever, I have to say. Well, there was one other place, and but not quite as creepy as this one. So Hillview, whenever it was the poor farm, was previously known as the Lawrence County Home for the Age, um, which basically housed the county's mentally ill, destitute, and elderly who had no known family basically had nowhere to go, which is just super sad. And I have to tell you that when we walked into Hillview, I immediately, they have like this kind of like little, I don't know what you would even call it, like a little reception area before you go and enter into the facility um, to do your investigation. So as soon as we walked in, I was just kind of looking around. They had some like pictures and then they have like their little merchandise store and everything. And um, I was standing looking at these pictures and there was a picture of this man and this woman. And I honestly did like some places when I do investigations, for some reason, I'll feel the need to dive a little bit into the history. Okay. Uh, some places I don't want to know anything. I want to let my psyche self, you know, kind of become in tune. And that way, when things come to me, I didn't really do any research. And if I hit the nail on the head, well, then obviously, you know, my abilities, you know, that God blessed me with is in tune with, you know, what I experienced. So it's just kind of a cool um, verification for myself that I am on the right path. I am becoming in tune and I'm growing my psychic abilities. So this was one that I actually went in blind. Now I'm not going to tell you that I did not, not watch episodes of this in the past. I did, but my brain is slightly a bird brain. And, um, <laughs> anyway, so basically I could watch a show and legit, like the very next day, I might remember like one or two points of that show and then give me like a week goes by and I may be able to remember that like one key point in that show. And then that might be forever it. So honestly with Hillview, I never knew it was a, a poor farm that, I always just thought it was this nursing home that then closed down and, you know, was known to be haunted. So to find out that fact, I was like, totally like, oh, well, that's crazy. That's like, oh boy, you know, I lived in a poor farm growing up on, you know, in Hagerstown. So I was a little shell shocked to find that out because, you know, the place that I grew up in was haunted and it was started out as the poor farm. So when I walked in and we seen, I seen this picture of this man and woman, 
I immediately locked eyes with this woman's picture. And when I tell you that I felt like her photo came alive to me and like she was staring into me and I was staring into her, I'm not even lying to you when I'm telling you that. I immediately felt like, ew, <laughs> is the best, best way I can describe it. I immediately was like, I don't like you. You are not nice. There is something about you. And I seen the man and the man just was kind of like, I really wasn't fond of him either, but I really felt the real evil lied with that woman. And I was so curious to know who they were. And I knew we would find out eventually. So I was just going to let it ride. I wasn't going to ask any questions, but I knew what my psyche sense was telling me about her. Well, finally, the people came out and was giving us a little bit of a rundown because we did do the daytime tour. And then we took a little bit of a break, like about an hour, just so we could go grab some dinner. And then we came back and we were ready to do like the full night investigation. So this was during the daytime tour, what I'm about to explain to you. So when we went to the daytime tour, me and my son, uh, my son even felt a little weird about her picture too. He was like, ew, she just looks mean. And I was like, yeah, you know, and, and I told him before he went in there, like, I know you're going to pick up on things and I know I'm going to pick up on things, but we need to, because my son gets a little excited whenever he gets like in these places and he just wants to like word vomit everything. And I'm like, dude, I need you to not do that for me because I need to focus and hone in on what I'm picking up. And I'm sure that you're going to be picking up a shit ton too. So I said, what I need you to do is you collectively just be like, you know, and if, but it, you know, you keep it in, keep it in. And then when I'm ready to talk, I'll be like, all right, let's, let's talk about it. What are you picking up? This is what I'm picking up. And let's collectively come together before we like start like an EVP session or something like that. So he did really good with all of that. And I was super proud of him. Well, Whenever they came out to do the daytime tour, they were giving us a little bit of a rundown of some of the pictures that they did have up in this like foyer area. So the man and woman that I seen and the woman that I had locked eyes with in the photo were actually the owners and the, the very first people that ran the Lawrence County home. Um, so I... Honestly, I'm horrible and I forget their names. And I was actually trying to like look it up here. And um, yeah, I don't, it doesn't say on here. Um, but uh, they, I don't, I don't remember their names, but they were the first people that, that owned the property, ran the poor farm. Um, so they were like, I guess the caretakers, the managers, the superintendents of the poor farm. Well, come to find out throughout the daytime tour that they had a place um, where they actually lived uh, in the poor farm. It was like kind of their home. And outside of their living quarters, there was this little like, kind of like a closet, I guess you could say, but it went really down, like back and deep. And we were told that that was actually used for those who misbehaved or was not doing what they were told. Um, they would actually chain them up and as punishment in that and, and they would beat them and they would not give them food, like very minimal food. 
and water and it was just torture is basically what it was it was horrible inhumane torture and part of me really thought that this woman was the mastermind behind the evil and that her husband just basically did what she said to do like he was just basically like as long as she was happy all was going to be fine and but whatever she said went like that was the vibes that i got from this woman um so when my son and i decided you know like whenever we were finally able to like break apart and kind of do our own little you know mini investigation like explore for about an hour i told him i said i'm telling you right now we're going up to that room because i felt a strong presence in that room not the not the room where they would be tortured but their actual living quarters so when i went up there and we were getting ready to do the evp now no one else was around us there were people outside that we were able to see um that were smoking on the like the outside front like there's like picnic tables patio area where people can like take a break because you'll need to trust me. <laughs> there were many a times that night where me and my son were just like, we need to get some air. We need to get away from this. Let's just, <laughs> and anyone who's ever done paranormal uh, investigating knows ex that exact feeling where you just need to get out of the, the space for a minute and get your head right. Um, so when everyone else was taking a break and away, we were like, and this was all the way up on like the third floor. So no one else was around us. We had no one. When I tell you no one around us, there was nobody in our vicinity. We legit started our EVP session. And I think it was within like the first three minutes that we were up there. We heard the most guttural groan, like cry like like and i'll play it for you um so you guys can hear it but it was absolutely horrible like absolutely horrible okay i don't know if i'm gonna have time because i'm cutting in the time okay so i'm not gonna have time to do that like on this one so definitely stay tuned to part two um so you can hear that EVP because I do have it, but I'm ill-prepared because that's just me. <laughs> I have to get my EVP recorder out and I got to find the file that it's in. So, but yeah, we were up there, like I said, three minutes in and we heard this moan and I, I looked at my son and my son looked at me and I'm like, what the hell was that? And he was like, no one's up here, right? And I'm like, no one is up here. I said, look down there. Everyone is down there. And that came from that direction where no one is. I'm like, I'm telling you right now, that came from that closet. And it gave us chills, I have to say. It was crazy. And that was during the daytime. So those of you who feel like, oh, yeah, cutesy, cutesy, want to go to a paranormal investigation like place during the day, nothing's going to happen during the day. Things are going to happen any time of day if you go to a true paranormal location. So, yeah, and that was just during the daytime tour. Now, what was really cool about the daytime tour 
is we actually also had a psychic medium with us who is a resident psychic medium there at Hillview. He comes there quite frequently. He does gallery readings for a lot of the people who are doing the investigations, but he also spends time and does a lot of investigative work um, psychically in Hillview to connect with the spirits and really try to put their stories together for the most part. And I loved that. And he was so amazing. And I'll have to get his name. I'll have to do way more research for part two for you guys, just so you guys can look these people up. And so you guys can actually hear some of the EVPs that I caught. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't want to talk too, too much because I'm running out of time. But some of the entities that I will be talking about in part two and our experiences, or maybe even three or four, but there is a spirit known as the Creeper. Um, there is a spirit known as Jeffrey, who is a little boy. There is a spirit known as Mary Virginia. Um, there is a spirit um, of an Italian woman uh, downstairs in the, um, I guess it would be kind of like a storage room where, uh, and I won't say any more about that because I want to talk more about that later. Um, there's, there's a spirit named George of a former maintenance man. There is just... And I will tell you, we encountered so flippin' many. It, it was insane. Like, Hillview, hands down, was probably one of my best but most unnerving paranormal investigations I ever had the awesome experience to experience. So, guys, I hope you at least enjoyed listening to me ramble for this half hour and getting you a little bit of tidbits on Hillview. And I will be posting part two very, very, very soon. So I hope you guys have a great week and God bless.